At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 Andy from the Deep Share and Tony from the Confessionals come back. And what happened, Tony? I gotta ask, what happened to Rage Against Dystopia? Because that account got nuked off Instagram. And are you not doing that anymore? You're just focused on the other show? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing Rage Against Dystopia anymore. Uh, let me answer your question one second, real quick. I gotta tell my audience where to find you guys. I'm, I'm live on Instagram. Hey guys, listen, we're on Rockfin right now, live on the legit bot, legit bat podcast. So go ahead over to Rockfin right now. We're live right now. Check out the show. Hang out in the chat. All right. See you guys. All right. Let's do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's all good. Um, rage. Yeah. Listen, rage, rage was getting flagged like crazy. And so I was just like, this is not worth my time. And so I, I just put it away and I, I dedicated myself to being paranormal boy that talks about crazy stuff when I'm invited on podcasts, you know, like, like paranormal is crazy. Right. But like, I mean, talking about things that can get you banned I'll, I'll do it on your show not mine <laughs> fair enough we haven't been enough. flagged on rockfin yet I'm, I'm waiting for the day but not, yeah. not so far no you're not gonna get I mean, it on rockfin. followers i don't think like or not on rockfin on instagram like we're not that influential uh, well no, and which I, is a good thing. I try to keep it like I'll, I'll like pixelate words or different things to try to keep it under the radar but they eventually find a way to flag my shit so it's not been crazy like yours, but they have flagged old posts from like six months ago. The one that drove me crazy was it was a post about Delta, this company called Delta that built 5G towers. I made no fucking no assumptions on it. I just, it the meme was just like, look at this. This is an interesting name for a 5G company. And they flagged it and said misinformation <laughs> that has nothing to do with. With the delta variant your like, opinion is misinformation all you said it was it was interesting sorry yeah. fact check it's not interesting <laughs> anyway yeah shadow ban shit it's fun we're shadow banned right now for sure because the, the engagement's like 60 percent down but anyway andy did you have you back instagram? uh yeah yeah on instagram yeah, yeah. good to be back homies thanks for having me and if anybody hasn't heard of you guys before andy give us your plugs off the top here and let, let everybody know where we can find you Oh, you can find me at the Deep Share, the Deep Share podcast, Worship in the Storm, Roots of Creation, which is uh, going to be, you know, bigger podcast coming up. We've been only have a few episodes out there, but that's talking about Box Saga and a lot of other creepy, weird, deep history things. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. YouTube, Odyssey, Rockfin, 
well, I'm on Rockfin with no content up there yet. <laughs> I've been slacking, so I'll get something up there eventually. I didn't know you got on Rockfin. That's crazy. You didn't tell me. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't done anything with it, so I didn't really advertise it yet. It, I could be live there right now if I knew how to do that. So I'm gonna have to figure those things out. <laughs> and then, if as yeah. if anybody didn't know who Tony was from the last show or just from his uh, show, The Confessionals, Tony, how's it going? Where can we find you? Uh, the Confessionals. Just Google it. It's around. And uh, I have Hammer Lane Legends. It's another podcast where I talk to me and my dad talk to truckers about their crazy experiences from the road. Uh, you can find me in Knoxville, Tennessee soon. I'm about to move down there. Uh, Merkel Media is on the move. I'm about to if if certain things fall my way in the next couple of weeks here, uh, I'm about to build a Joe Rogan esque empire in Knoxville. And I'm not kidding. That's amazing. I'm about that's to build awesome. something that's going to be, if it, if it falls my way in the next couple of weeks with what I'm wait, waiting on, I'm about to build something that I think is going to be so big that other podcasters are going to move to Knoxville just to be near what I'm doing. And it's going to be awesome. Oh, Janet we're, lives there. We're, we're basically going to start a podcast cult, you know, without the wife swapping. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to leave anything okay. out. <laughs> but could we? I was just about to say, but could we also entertain that idea? Hey, hey listen. Uh, as long as I don't know about it, as the cult leader, as long as I don't know about it, <laughs> I have a boner. Awesome, I'm That's awesome. Uh, I we might be having to move here soon because California is just out of hand. I, yeah, how do you guys still do it? I mean, yeah. this is crazy. Well, at least you guys we are up north. Yeah. Yeah, it's not no, that we're in a place that's like uh, we live in like the Montana of California, and there's nobody that pays attention to us. We're in the middle of three mountain ranges in this tiny little area. We're not close to LA, we're not close to San Francisco, we're not close to any of the bad places, so no one gives a shit. And everyone loves freedom and guns, so it's kind of cool. I will still be moving as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm across the way in Massachusetts, and I feel the same exact way. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Massachusetts is pretty to... bad, dude. Yeah, I mean, either I could go north to New Hampshire, which is one of the main plans we've been thinking about because of the Free State Project and all that. But I don't know. I'm not really sure what's going to be happening over the next year and how much I want to invest into a libertarian party sort of thing. Anyway, I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe I'll end up in the woods somewhere out near you guys. Knoxville. No, yeah. or Knoxville. Maybe that's gonna happen. Hey, listen, we're we're about to turn Knoxville into like the uh pot like the 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 podcasting Hollywood of like B rate podcasts, right? We're not like we're not like Joe Rogan, but like we're not we're not like on the Z level either. So we're like right there. We're just so like if hey, come on down to Knoxville, it's gonna be like freaking Hollywood only, you know, not as crazy. We're not gonna be doing blood sacrifices and things like that, like what's her face, Megan and her machine gun Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. No. You heard it no. happened. They 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 got engaged and decided to drink each other's blood to to cement the engagement. That's like I'm sorry, like that's weird. Yeah, man. That reminds me of the Nike shoes. It reminds me of the Nike shoes. It's like, what's gonna piss enough people off to fucking get billions of views on this and, and everything like that? Because I mean, since when is Megan Fox even in our peripheral over the past 10 years anyway? <laughs> 10 years, yeah. Suddenly she's dating this like what 23-year-old moron rapper. I don't even know anything about that guy, so I can't really talk. <laughs> uh, you, you nailed it. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good. I know Eminem made fun his of him, and name... I used to like that guy. So. Think about it. Yeah. He's a 23-year-old retard, and his name is Machine Gun Kelly. 
how disrespectful to the actual historical machine gun Kelly, who was a badass, bad person, he, but a badass. He looks like he's made out of toothpicks too. From the pictures I've seen, <laughs> sure does. he's the skinniest, dorkiest white dude I've ever seen. And his rap, I mean, I don't listen to it, so I don't, I couldn't judge it, but. Well, yeah, okay. So that. I remember seeing his image years ago and he looked like, a, like a poor Irish guy. That was like the look he was going for, I guess. And now he looks like Quicksilver from fucking Marvel movies. It's very weird. Or like a homeless, cracked out version of it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hip hop rated of both of those. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of like, the state of the music industry and stuff. I mean, hip hop used to be so rebellious. And I, I, I mean, I, I was like the, the, yeah. I grew up in the nineties with the gangster rap and like, you know, F the police and you know, we don't got any of that now. Now it's like, you know, go with the system. If you vote for Trump, you know, I hate you. That's what Eminem's, Eminem's like, dude, bro, seriously, you need to just like get back well, on what you used to be on. I, I listen to Tom McDonald because he's one of the few rappers where I'm like, yeah. Hey, it actually makes sense. And he says that in his song, he's like, well, Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mom. Now he doesn't want fans if they voted for Trump. For Trump. I'm like, that's it yeah. right there. And that's the thing. I mean, like we're, we're seeing we are seeing a transition in hip hop right now where it was uh, for a while a mainstream kind of thing. Uh, it, it wasn't we weren't as the people we weren't focused a ton on the like underground type stuff. And now the underground type stuff is becoming uh, way more popular and it's right. not sacrificing in quality because now we're having guys who have over a million subscribers on YouTube bucking the system and they're now becoming the underground they could easily have their right. own record label, like like tom mcdonald he could have a record label if he wanted to if he, he wanted to play that. the game yeah same with, same with dax same with uh high res these are guys yeah. these, these are guys who could have record labels but choose not to and now they have a mainstream sound but they're becoming the underground and it, it's just they're, they're becoming you know one of the people and it's just i, I love well, seeing because, what's going on because they aren't you know because they aren't signing them blood on that dotted line it ends up being that they're like as long as youtube doesn't take it down and why would they they're making money off of it nobody's going anywhere nobody can really censor what their product is because they're not under contract he, he said in one of his songs he's like i've already got the seven figures and i'm not doing it off of selling drugs oh. i've sold so more i've sold more records like so here's the thing, like, like even if YouTube, because it's going to happen. YouTube is going to take Tom down. He's going to, it, oh, yeah, it has sure. to happen. He says way too much stuff, but here's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he, his following. And this is, this is why it's so important for people who listen to podcasts like this to actually support the podcaster. Like, because at any point in time, like you're comfortable listening to like, for instance, I'm on, I'm on YouTube now. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of uploading my archive. I'm the paranormal guy. I, you know, how can I get taken down? Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, people want to support, you know, they, they're like, oh, yeah, I love the confessionals. I found it on YouTube. When YouTube takes me down, are you going to follow me to where I where where else I go? And that, that's what the audience needs to understand when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to this music, musicians, anybody who's bucking the system. If you're digging that on a system that could take take them down prepare yourself so when they disappear you follow them don't be like oh well it's not on youtube so i'm not going to check it out anymore you know like Lazy. you need to you need to support this 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 whole movement from people like us all the way up to tom mcdonald period 100 and uh i think people are really starting to get the idea of that too i'm starting to see a lot of that uh but i, I just think that the the audience when it comes to music podcasting they really need to uh be motivated and continue to like like because they, they follow us for what? Because we say things that they're thinking, right? That's yes. why they follow this show. That's why they follow Tom McDonald. 
Well, if that's the case, then you need to make sure you're prepared to follow that message wherever that message goes. And and I, I just um, I had other points, but they're out. I forgot them. So I'm just going to let go. No, that's else. how it goes. Like, that's why that's why we started on Rockfin with videos, because I didn't want to touch YouTube with a 10 foot pole. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, the shit we talk about is going to get us wiped instantly. And there goes our following or, you know, whatever. So we, we built a, an audience on Rockfin instead, which is a very slow roll. If you hadn't noticed, because Rockfin's very small compared to, to uh, YouTube. But just lately, I've started uploading some more like PC ish type videos to YouTube that I don't think will get banned. And I just really haven't done a whole lot of advertising on it because I fucking hate YouTube and all the shit, all the people they've pulled off there. And I, I just d- don't have a heart for it. So I'm putting more energy into this alternative platform because that's where everybody started anyway with us. So, well, ben, and I, going, go, yeah, going back to what Tony was saying is like, you know, you, you think I'm the extraterrestrial or whatever you want to call it guy. Like why, you know, how are they going to kick me off? Well, I mean, think about it. UFOs are now in the mainstream media. And my first, my first thing when you said that was, I was like, that's the thing though, is that it used to be all of these subjects that we're talking about. People immediately just rode off because you're the conspiracy theorist. You're the crazy person. But now all of these things, and a lot of it is due to Joe Rogan. And the podcasting world of getting on YouTube and and just having conversations with people is that a lot of this is now mainstream and has been politicized. So if you speak on any of these subjects now, you are speaking against the system, even though it technically, in my opinion, should have never been politicized, whether it be uh, UFOs or uh, drinking babies' blood and secret cults. All of those things would have been if you mentioned them 10, 10, even five years ago, five, 10 years ago, people would be like, oh, my God, they're fucking crazy. But now everything is so everybody has the access to all of this info. Everybody is either thinking about it or talking about it. That now it's if you speak on anything, you are speaking against the system. Anything that you speak on any subject, if it doesn't follow the mainstream narrative, can get you booted. And I think that's fucked up because I think politics should stay in politics. And I think everything else should stay where they're at. And if you want to talk about those things, that's fine. Just because you want to give your opinion on something doesn't mean that you're giving misinformation. I would also say that going with the system these days is talking about anything, UFO sightings, alien encounters, anything sci-fi, anything fear-based, anything like that, that takes away from our human experience here. Um, They like to give that away pretty easily and, you know, put the middleman in there and give us a big bad boogeyman. And not that I don't think that there's something out there. I don't know, but... I I haven't seen anything that doesn't look like technology made by us <laughs> just to steer right. it that way for the hell of it. I think I, th- well, I mean, I, I think we have, we deal with a, a multiple, multiple topics when it comes to UFOs. I do mm-hmm. think that there, uh, there is something going on in the skies that is made by man. But I also think that some of that technology, if not, not all of it, but I do think some of it was brought on through reverse engineering. Uh, Bob Lazar's story to me, I, I, I am just, I, I believe the guy a hundred percent. I got one of his sketches on my wall. I got one that, that's framed that needs to be on the wall. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the guy. Uh, he, over time, his story has stood the test of time if, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then, you, you know, you got interdimensionalism that we have mainstream science talking about. That's why there's this merger here. I mean, like you were talking about mainstream, you know, t- mainstream is talking about ufos and things like that i mean there's this like whole merger of like this was our space and now it's like 
they're trying to infiltrate it. And that's why they're doing the UAP crap. And I say all the time on right. my show, we don't we don't say UAP, UAP on my show. It's UFOs. That's just their way of trying to own what we already do and what we got going on. You can't let them, though. You can't let them because they're going to they're going to try twisting that narrative. Uh, what, what was that TV show that just came out on uh, Netflix? The the asteroid with with all those. Uh, oh, don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. So I watched that. And, you know, there's, there's tons of messaging in there and stuff. But I just saw there was an article here, Daily Star. Uh, it looks like it came out today. Today is 16th. I think it is, right? Yeah. So the, da- yeah, the da- yeah. yep. Daily Star drops an article today. NASA issues grim warning that asteroids could be approaching Earth totally undetected. Talk about propaganda. Talk about <laughs> like, like, like you have this 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 huge show on Netflix. That it, it's a hit, right? And all of a sudden, they're going to grift off that and they're going to start propagating people's minds and stuff. It, it's all manipulation. And that's why I just like 100%. I, I yeah, that fact's been around forever. We've always known like, hey, how many are we not seeing that are coming our way? We've always known that. Why do they have to bring that up? Because, right after this because we're not it's because we're not scared of COVID anymore. They need to right. scare us with something yeah. else. Like, here's the thing. Like. COVID made everybody realize that one day they're going to die. And collectively, everybody started thinking together. We're like, oh, my God, one day we're going to die. And it psyched everybody out. And we started giving away freedoms. And we started doing things we never would have approved of. And here we are. So now that we're not scared of COVID anymore, they're like, what, what's next? Asteroids. Yes. Project Blue Beam. I was just going to say Blue Beam. Like, they have to keep us looking at the media, though, and having that fear because right. they feed off of it. It keeps us looking inside of ourselves and finding that inner peace that will be like the end all of all of this. Like it would literally destroy their entire narrative. So they have to keep people distracted by something. But don't even don't look up and don't look left or right or down or what, who cares? Look inside yourself and you will find the fucking power to destroy all of these people. If we yeah, all did that, they would literally not be able to do anything. I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm not sure if they meant for it to happen this way and don't look up. But during that scene at the end where they're all, all saying, don't look up, don't look up, or, you know, that duality there. It was interesting because the imminent threat coming in, the truth of the matter, to me, kind of felt like the mandates. And it was like finally trying to wake the whole world up to it. And maybe that was just my interpretation, but it was interesting because you saw commercials in the movie saying like, my family supports the jobs that the meteor is going to create when it lands <laughs> because there's this whole side plot about, you know, trying to make billions off of what's in the asteroid. Let's not deflect it. Let's let it, you know, land in the ocean and do what it does and we'll get rich off of it. And it's, it's just an interesting duality in that film that, harkens right back to what we're going through you know absolutely all of the main characters even the main scientist who's like no who cares about all of those materials we'll be dead we won't we won't have any use for them but then he still gets sucked in by mm. the fame and the fortune and totally it turns on his family and they welcome him back in the end whatever that's fine but he just completely loses sight of his entire personality that's yeah. why you got to have safeguards going into these situations. Like my wife runs all my email and all my social media accounts. She keeps the thirsty hose away. You know, like there, there is, <laughs> there's no sliding into Merkel's DMs. Okay? <laughs> Damn, I'm giving it back to our Instagram shit. <laughs> I just, uh, oh my you know, God. 
I, 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 listen, I had marital problems like, I don't know, 10 years ago and stuff. And it was all my fault because I had an ego. So I learned my lesson, you know, <laughs> like Lindsay takes care of it all. Hell yeah. How awesome. could you be mad at such a perfectly shorn head of yours? though? <laughs> I, it <laughs> Yo, it I might just be the camera, but it's beautiful. I can't tell you how many people have been commenting on my bald dome the last 24 hours. I don't know if I started <laughs> shaving it different or what, but all of a sudden everybody's noticing how bald it is. Because <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I like, that was actually the kindest comment. Most people were like busting on me that I'm bald and something like you never saw a bald head before. I'm just like, <laughs> what is wrong with people? I don't know. I can't. I did, but it was like you. I did, but it was a really like like backdoor site. I, I don't think I uh, ever want to see one again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Probably shouldn't share that. This guy's a faggot. Nah, not you, Ben. Faggot. No. Not me. Uh, now so, I know uh, this is a Rockfin exclusive with that drop. <laughs> oh yeah. Recommend uh, stop being such a faggot. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stop uhing in between my my shit, dude. You keep throwing me off in my uh to actually getting back to what I was trying to say. Uh, this is what's the Sunday night shit. Show. Sorry, everybody. Oh, did you it. brain fart? Yeah. Ow. Yeah, your brain farted. I heard it. Ow! I fucking hate. All right, you I gotta get him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good palate uh, Yeah. Anyway, so what other? Yeah, weird good call. I get into. Yeah. I just I just brain farted myself. What do you want? Joe actually apologized for burping earlier. Oh, the first show. It was yeah. amazing. I've he never heard he that. He does the soundboard. He does the soundboard, the most offensive soundboard I've ever heard. But then he burps a small one in person. He's like, excuse me. He goes, oops, I'm sorry, I burped. You're all okay. Usually you like, burp hey. out of your ass all day and don't apologize. It was like burp guttural, worse. like watery sounding burps. You know, it wasn't like a decent burp. No, sometimes oh, so you are sorry to yourself. Yeah, I apologize to myself. It's so funny because like my, my son is four years old and for most of his life, he's if like, I rip one around him, he's like, whatever. He doesn't look, he doesn't acknowledge it. You know, my daughter, she's one and she's laughing at her own farts now. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, she learned this from me. Like, <laughs> like I think of myself, I'm, I actually. I'm really actually happy because it, it's going to be less attractive as she gets older and it's going to be perfect yeah. for me because like I'm feed I'm feeding her Twinkies as soon as she turns like, you know, five, like she's going to be getting all the junk food, getting her nice and fat, you know, <laughs> just so that daddy can love her. That's it. You know, because she's, she's, she's got a nice complexion and she's got beautiful light brown hair, blue, crystal blue eyes. I'm like, God, what are you doing to me? So I can only do some things like control like her food consumption. So I'm just giving her a bunch of sugar. Girl, you know what? I'm going to make you fat because I don't want you going out in this world being seen the way I think you're going to be seen. Exactly. Load up, fill up the pack so life's going to be hard. Do you have an older, how old is your oldest daughter? I have a son that's four and my daughter's one. And so like, I, I listen, I'm just telling you, like, she's going to be nice and fat <laughs> and uh, diabetic by 16. <laughs> I That's think it's God signed saying you need to go buy more guns. I don't think you have enough guns. No, you know what's funny is that he's he's sounding <laughs> like the U he's sounding like the US government. Take all of this shit and then I'll su I'll supply the cure. <laughs> <laughs> I learned Get you from type the two and then I'll give you insulin. <laughs> I love You're gonna it. have to teach her how to Fuck drive off. someday. Just think of that. No, oh my god. You're gonna have to teach your children how to drive. I'm teaching my daughter <sighs> how to drive right now. 
and it is the scariest thing on the fucking planet. You have to be able to have a teaching moment and tell them they're doing great while also uh, being afraid for your life the entire time. Oh. And you're just, I don't like driving with anyone else ever. And now I have to I drive with a 15 year old who doesn't really know what the fuck she's doing. I don't know. I, when, when <laughs> she drove today the- into a minivan and was like, oh, the minivan slammed on its brakes. And I said, did you see that car? And she said, no, what car? I'm like, okay, pull over. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to practice she, more on some side streets. She was so nervous when she went down the cul-de-sac, but I did successfully teach Brooklyn how to drive, and she was a rock star about it. She was super calm. She listened really well. She asked questions before she did them. And then I was like, the only rule that I have is that you don't drive in the rain while I'm here and that you do not get on the highway. Those are the two okay, things that I'm not going to let you do. Dad. So, okay, that's cool. You could teach Maddie how to drive as well. I'm her mother. Brooklyn is not your daughter. That's your niece. That's true. Different thing. So it's a different set of values that she has in her head as to what you say. She's like, okay, I'm going to listen. She'll listen to me, yeah. Yeah, Maddie is just like. No, and your own kid doesn't give a fuck about your car. They're like, your car sucks. (laughs) I don't care if I wreck it. You know. She loves my car. She wants that car. And I'm like, you can't. Well, have my that's car. the thing is that Blair gets in the car with Brooklyn and Brooklyn's, you know, driving a big old, you know, expensive jacked up truck. And he's like, oh, my gosh, it was a nightmare. This, that and the other. And I'm like, really? I said she was like, it's funny because that kind of disrespect, like you would think that her idea would be like, hmm, really big, scarier, expensive vehicle. But no, she gets into my shitty fuckus and she's like, OK do I have to do this before I back out? And I'm like, it's my focus. It's already banged up and paid for. Just fucking take it out. Go rip some bro- some freaking donuts out in the parking lot. I don't give a shit. Like, not to mention, and she's like, oh, it's okay. Focus. Oh, man. Yeah, not to mention it's a focus. You, I'm going like, to pay you on this side um, to teach my kid to drive. Because that's fine. You do I'll it. do it. <laughs> okay. I just know that I'm going to need like a like a 2005 Suburban for my giant daughter. That's about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> With bumpers. Yeah, I'm just going to get this big Suburban. She's like, Daddy, why'd you get such a big vehicle? Have you looked in the mirror, dear? <laughs> you know what? I saw a video. Wheel around in a trailer. <laughs> I saw a video on YouTube of a guy that had a big old jacked up truck and he's teaching his daughter how to drive. Do you guys remember those big five foot balloons that you could buy? They were super long and you'd ha- you had to blow them up. They were just massive balloons. I don't know if they were th- that big, but he had these large balloons that he had fucking gotten all around the car. Like, or I would say about door level. And he was like, if one of those things pops, you're way too... And they were huge. Like, they were big ass balloons. But he's like, if one of those fucking things pops, you're never driving in my vehicle again. And so the whole time she's driving, first of all, a big ass like SUV. And on top of that, she's got these massive (laughs) ridiculous balloons in public wrapped all the way around the car. And she's like freaking out that she's going to pop a balloon. But it worked. He's like, see, as long as she's worried about popping the balloons that are way outside the vehicle, she won't ever get anywhere near the vehicle. And it worked. Like he said, it worked really well. I'm like, oh, that's so humiliating, though. But that's actually kind of like that idea. (laughs) Maddie wouldn't have even gotten in the car, so good for that. She's girl. like, that. When, and I, yeah. when I was driving truck, I'd be in Philadelphia, and like you have to thread the needle so much in some of these areas that my my honestly, guy, my rule was if I'm looking in my mirror of my truck and I can still see daylight between me and the car or the object I'm trying to get around, I'm good. 
And so, like, I'd be like squinting sometimes. Like, I still see the daylight. I'm good. <laughs> and like with these these big tractor trailers, sometimes the the mirrors because the the diesel engine rattles so much, the mirrors start getting loose and they shake. So when you're when you're driving, if you're not hitting the accelerator, the the mirrors are just kind of idling and shaking. So it's like vibrating. You really can't see. So like you're you're trying to squeak by something and you you hit the clutch to put it in neutral. You rev the engine just so the the mirrors stable out a little bit so you can see. Like, okay, I'm still good. You go a little bit more. It was fun though. <laughs> Oh I, I miss it. <laughs> it's like watching truck ladies try to back into a dock that the, you know that they have no idea how to do it. <laughs> it happens all the time where we got seven bays and there's a, it's a real short parking lot. And all of our cars are right in front of where they go. So they got to drive in and then they have to back in. Some of these poor bastards, when they come in, like they, they got to be like maybe 23, 24, maybe driving truck for a year at best. And I'm like, can you guys get into that bay? They're like, well, it's a it's a blind park. I'm like, yep, and that's your job. So do you want to try it? And they're like, can you spot me? I'm like, sure can't. I got work to do. So that, that's so you guys stupid. let me know. And they'll they'll sometimes take 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour yeah. to park to park the damn thing. And I feel you bad could- for them, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck. It's always the guys who drive like over the road and they back up like twice a week kind of thing. And they have the hardest time. <laughs> and yeah. uh I, I remember that I had just gotten my CDL and I went I, and like, it was like the week I got my CDL, my terminal sent me out to Harrisburg to help their terminal out out there. And so I don't know the area. I roll up to this place and they had about five or six dock doors and they were all wide open. And I just got there right before another or right, right after another truck got there and it was a road driver. So I'm sitting there waiting for him to back in and it's like five, six bays. And right in the middle, there's this post and this guy just keeps backing up and smacking the post, smacking the post, smacking the post. And, I, and I'm so new. I'm just like, clearly, I'm just not seeing something here that this is a really hard back end. And I'm just missing something like th- this guy is just hitting his post like crazy. I, I must be not like I, I'm, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, if this guy's having a hard time, I, it's going to be over for me. You know, and then I, all of a sudden I get up there and I do it in one shot. I'm like, oh, this guy's just really not good at backing up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed he knew what he was doing, but no, no. Some of them are, and then you, suck, and then you watch some of those videos of like the uh, the truck drivers from Walmart. They have like three inches of clearance on each side of their fucking trailer, and they'll just one shot it just perfectly, barely any clearance on both sides of it, and just angle that fucker right in one shot no big deal takes them five minutes and i'm like that's knowing your trailer like that that is that is you knowing exactly every little thing on it to just barely have any clearance on both sides of it blind you can't see past like you said you you know you get that sliver of sunlight in between where you're supposed to be going and it's like fuck that's a lot of practice that's that's knowing your job really well (laughs) i just (laughs) start Oh, you're glitching out there, Tone. Oh, I'm I'm glitching. Yeah. You're frozen. Yeah, you're froze. Okay, that's a little I'm better. <laughs> anyway, enough thing. about backing up trucks and shit. Andy, what I know up? you wanted to come with Tony. Is there something you wanted to discuss with Tony? You know, oh, specific? I just wanted to join the conversation, man. I just wanted to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> but what have you been talking about? Work, whatever but... we're doing. What have huh? you been doing on the Is other shows that you do? No. No, uh, you're good. Well, well, no, 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 you're, you're good. good. You're good. Yeah, I think everybody's good. No, what have you been doing on all the other shows you've been doing? I got to go grab a drink. So you, you t- take over. Cool. 
Oh man, I've been talking a lot about weird simulation shit and a lot of ancient history and trying to combine those two weird topics together, which is kind of <laughs> bizarre, I guess. You know, I don't know. Kind of put me on the spot, Joe, and it disappeared. <laughs> no, okay. <No. laughs> so, okay. So, how do you put those two together? So, simulation theory plus. Oh, I'm, I, I'm spitballing here. I mean, simulation theory on one end, I'm doing a lot of like spiritual, you know, interviews on one side. And then on the other side, I'm doing all this ancient history stuff from Scandinavia. So it's two very different saga, places. Yeah. yeah. The box saga. And it's, it brings it again, like I was saying earlier, like it kind of puts our history into a very human perspective. Whereas my other side my other interest is completely both feet way off the ground and into all sorts of other realms so it's it's interesting I'm, i have two very different perspectives going on at the same time it's have you it's found cool. any connections there though i yes but more so on like the box saga side where it's like taking a lot of our fantastical ideas and kind of rerouting them into our normal history or you know humanity sure uh for instance, just the 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 main overarching idea of a lot of our ancient aliens and ancient gods being tall, Nordic looking with blue eyes. Even we're talking Veracocha, Kokol Khan, doesn't matter where on the globe, they look like tall Nordics. And Boxaga kind of gives that story, but without <clears throat> You know, the whole descending from heaven idea is literally descending from the north to the south rather than from some spaceship or from heaven itself. It's much more human. And so following that thread, it's like, you know, kind of following Occam's razor. It's in some places uh -huh. where it's like, OK, well, this is reducing down to the one. So it makes more sense this way. But of course, we still have a ton of questioning and that's why we're lining up a lot of uh a lot of interviews with people that are close to the box saga in europe uh over on roots of creation we had michelle merle who is the one who was basically handed the torch when eeyore bach passed in the 80s or i'm sorry he didn't pass in the 80s he passed in the mid 2000s but um he was the one that was passed the torch to tell the story basically and we've had him on planning on having him on again it's really fascinating stuff especially the the language aspect and how it ties into more modern history it's crazy i do have a question for any of you that are out there uh we just started uh it's an hbo max hbo original called raised by wolves um have you guys heard of it i I've feel like i something. have but i don't have hbo max or any like anything like that so i don't i don't think i've seen it how you liking all the freemasonry so, symbolism <laughs> so that's the thing that i was that's one of the aspects i was going to bring up is that it is probably in my opinion one of one of the more accurate shows to depict um kind of a a a zealot war reset where ai have gotten to where we're talking about and i, I actually spoke to my uh old lady about it was i said i feel like the way that they're depicting the the uh self-advancing ai is a lot more how it would go than like what terminator did in the way of uh a a, a global takeover um long story short there's basically what comes down to a religious war 
the people that are believers are kind of like the hierarchy and you have the atheists that are kind of the cretins and in between there you have this self-aware ai who doesn't really have any kind of um affiliation towards either but they get used on both sides um and as a result of these war and it's in the future you know basically we find multiple planets earth is destroyed along with several other planets that people have fled to shelter to and now a few humans embryos are now being raised by the self-aware ais which they said was impossible um but the way that they portray these self-aware ais is very interesting because it's the idea that you're that they're self-aware that they don't have emotion but they're trying to learn emotion so when they feel like they have an emotional response or they're programmed to have an emotional response, they're also aware that that is just a programming error. Um, it's very, very interesting. Um, it, it was just, you know, you were talking about uh, it just it came up in my head. I didn't know if you guys had saw, saw it or whatever and uh, thought would get your thoughts on it if you had. Yeah, the. Um... What's his name? The guy that played Ragnar in Vikings. Yes. He's in it. Travis so Fimmel. his, yeah, Travis Fimmel and his character and his group. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of heavy Rosicrucian and, and Freemasonry. Actually, I think yes. the square and compass is right on there. It's like an insignia they wear or something like that. Or there is a Freemasonry symbol that they use. And it's interesting because you follow that group and the mentality and the philosophy behind what they mm -hmm. believe. It, it adds up. It makes sense. It's very interesting. Well, and it's, no, it's no, one of the... no baby eating or anything like that. No, war, <laughs> no devil worship. But you well, know, what, as what in got what me with it is, really is was. their religious idea is that obviously they created a religious idea rather than taking one that was already formed Christianity, Catholicism, whatever you want. Um, or, you know, in my opinion, what would be more accurate would be like Jesuits, Zionists. Um, but they ended up taking their own religion and it, it the correlation that I made is how militantly almost religious people are today about whether it be COVID, the two party system, uh, global warming, environmentalism, all of these things could be intertwined with this almost religious fanatical idea to be the kind that's like you either worship what we say to worship, which we see today just without it being a worship standpoint, you worship the ideology uh, that we are bringing forth today, or you deserve to die. What does that sound like, you know, at, in our recent world? You either get vaccinated or you should die because you're killing people. Um, yeah, and they kind tolerate of tolerate these people. What's that, Joe? I said it's the, the scientism. We've talked about it a bunch. It's, it's right. It's the new the new world religion of uh, believe the science, trust the science, hail Fauci, name your dog Pfizer, all exactly. this stupid shit. Where they start yeah. to, they start to, you know, um, they, you know, they bring somebody in that is considered the eminence of what this religion teaches. And it could be completely unfounded, but because they say that they heard from so-and-so or they did this or that, that therefore they are the end all be all. And if they speak, that is what you have to do. So in my head, I'm not saying that that's where the show was trying to take it, but subliminal, subliminally, that's where I took it was I'm like, see, this is actually something that I could actually see more or less happening. Maybe not to the extent um, I don't ever think that something like this would be in our lifetime um, or our kids or our kids' kids. But it is one of those things where 
the amount of technology, the self-aware AI just watched multiple uh, video clips from different people that are saying AI and where they're going with it, because that's that's something that hasn't really been too much in the limelight recently. Every now and again, you'll get a story about a robot that was made by Caltech or, um, you know, MIT or something of that nature. And it's like, oh, look at this advancement. Um, we heard about the exoskeletons short, literally within this couple of years after G.I. Joe came out with uh, their movie, talking about literally outfitting soldiers with exoskeletons so that they can be super soldiers. And I'm like, see, I, I think that it's gone a lot farther than that in the research and science science department. And I could actually see it following this trend where it's more or less a religious zealot fanaticism that ends up breaking the world apart and, and, and interject whatever part of that religion that you see going on today that people are so dogmatic about relief, about believing, whether it be something political, moral, and insert there. Now you have a war on your hands from people that are actually thinking for themselves and are rejecting it. There's your factions. It's no longer about Republican versus Democrat. It's no longer about national policy. It is actually about splitting up the entire world. And as we've seen this going more into a global one world government, and it's not they've been preaching about this for decades upon decades. I remember hearing one world government when I was a kid out of the church pulpits and talking about one world currency and all this stuff. And I'm like, but this is this is this slow ball that was rolling is now really started to pick up speed. This is kind of more of the idea that I could see it happening. If you guys get a chance, at least watch the trailer on YouTube because it's a fucking trip and it's fucked up. I love HBO for that. They they pull no punches on being real fucked up. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I would highly recommend the show if you just kind of want get really baked <laughs> and, uh, and watch it. And it's a fun time, <laughs> man. That, that I, I might have to check that out. It sounds like it's right up my alley. I, I'm, I tend to uh, lean towards like a uh, a black pill type person. Uh, right. I, there's not a whole lot Me of hope too. in my mind. My kids are <laughs> <Me gonna> be, <laughs> like my kids are gonna be so like such a downer. God damn it, Dad. They're gonna be so <laughs> bad. <laughs> so I, I, but I, yeah, I mean, I can totally see what you're talking about and and where things are going. I mean. The, the those who don't go along with the system are the are the fraction like i mean we're the seeing with, we're seeing it with the esg scores right now and i talked about the esg scores shoot like back in february when i was doing the radio show and uh like it, nobody was talking about it and now it's starting to pick up steam and stuff but we need to be seriously concerned about what is happening here because the banking system is now the uh, the ones that are leading the charge on our Americanized social credit system, which is the ESG scores. Uh, if if a company like say uh, a company that sells guns, like a, a local gun shop or something, they're going to have a lowest ESG score. And if if you Ooh. buy, if personally, if you buy from that gun shop, it's just using that very generically. This stems so deep, you get a bad GSG, ESG score right. just by association. And so if you have a bad G or low GSE ESG score, uh, you're, you're not going to qualify for loans. You know, you're going to say, I want I, I need a mortgage. I need a loan for this. And they're going to say, oh, you need a, a 7.8 at least for ESG score. And you're at a 4.5 because, you know, two years ago you, you know, said this or did that. It, it, the ESG score is, is literally coming. And I encourage anybody to look into it because it's being rolled out with the, uh, the great reset. And, 
it what what's going to happen it like so if you heard about the i'm sure you guys heard about the great reset but if people have heard uh parts of the the, the great reset one of them is what you're, you're you will own nothing and you'll like it right um well here's the thing if with the esg scores that's how they're going to implement that whole thing eventually there's going to be those who have the bad esg scores you're not gonna be able to own property you're not gonna be able to, be able to own a, a car because you can't buy a car everything you have in, in your life will be given to you as a rental or it's going to be low level and th this is how they're going to start separating the classes and this is like kind of like where i where my mind goes with all this stuff very dystopian futuristic kind of crap so just you know? to be so, just for the people who might not know what it is the esg is environmental environmental social corporate governance right which they yeah. leave out the corporate in the acronym which is interesting but hmm. yeah so, uh, it's a scary thing so it, it, it environmental meaning like they, they have these three categories and environmental social and governance and the environmental is uh anything from like all right here's a perfect here's a good example like it literally goes when i say the esg score goes deep into your own personal life not just your business if you think oh well i don't know business trust me it's going to affect everybody the people you work for everything um if you work for a company that has the lowest esg score your esg score goes down because you work right. for them uh but say say um this is a good example uh, i live in the philly area there's a there's a town not so, too far from philly called westchester pa uh, college town there is a company in westchester that all they do is deal with uh distribution of very ke uh, hazardous chemicals very hazardous chemicals uh when i would go in there to pick up uh it, it was like rule after rule after rule you had to follow as you walk throughout the building and uh the guys who work the dock there the guys who just load the trucks load and unload that's all they do is load and unload are making 40 dollars an hour and anything after eight hours is double time. If they come in uh, on holidays, it's triple time. These guys make bank. They make bank. And all they do is uh, handle this hazardous material and load and unload trucks. There are guys who live, their families live two hours away. They rent an apartment in Westchester, work all week and go home on weekends because they make that much money. It's worth it to be working there all week. With the ESG scores, that company will get a low ESG score because they have employees who are driving two hours to get to work and it's bad for the environment. That's where the environmental comes in. So it, it, it comes down to everything. That's why when they're talking about this, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here, um, Buttigieg, the whole thing, they just passed the, um, uh, I forget. But in, in there, they're talking about uh, taxing you for the amount of miles you drive. That again oh, right. is ESG. So, so... And this is coming. This is coming. So in Pennsylvania, when the COVID crap had hit, they, they, they said, all right, everybody go home. So all the people working tolls, they went home. Nobody's working tolls. So there was a sign that said, just go through. We'll bill you. OK, well, then it turns out we're not going to bring back the people working the toll booths, but we're going to raise the price of you going through the toll booth. So they're doubling down on that. Now they're going to start taxing you on how much you drive. What they're trying to do is to get you to drive less. If they can get the the, the collective to drive less, what happens? They, they have to gravitate towards the cities where they're more controlled. They don't want people living out on the outskirts. And on top of that, I would say people who are who are talking about living uh, off grid on the outskirts, because I was like this for a little bit, uh, and it's fine to live off grid on the outskirts, but you have to have a community because if you are in the mindset that you're thinking about living off grid because the world could get that bad, you just want to be left alone away from everything. I understand. 
But here's what you have to understand. If the world gets that bad, there will be fractions in the government. There'll be fractions in the military. Things will be fractured. And the last thing you need is to have a rogue military group coming up on your property surrounding you because now you have no community to band together. It's just you, your wife, your kids, and that's it. You're you're done at that time. So now you're you, isolated. The isolation is a it, it is a false security in this kind of situation. Right. What you need to do is, if you're thinking about that, you need to find a community of people doing very similar things in the, in a certain area. You don't have to be like right on top of each other, but that if something goes sideways, there's help available. I, I, I see some people talking about going way off grid alone and stuff because I was one of those people. I was like, that's what I want to do. I'll just take my kids, freaking build a, a hut somewhere. It is what it is, kid. Here's a hole in the ground, poop in it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just like, 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 my the thing. More, just leaves you defenseless. To feel too. If you don't have anyone to help you, it's yeah, better I used to, to feel like, that way too. Into that system. If you integrate yourself into that system, but then also find a band of people, that's, I mean, it might be the best way to survive. Who knows? No, it's I also so. like wh whose land is it that we're running off and, 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 and living on in these situations, because yeah. sure you can buy land and then pay for property tax for the rest of your life. So it's like, well, who's getting that? who really owns it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. The mortgage I, you know, got swindled into by my own consciousness years ago. It's like, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, I don't own this. I don't own any part of this. I want yeah, out no. of this. That's why that's the second you don't pay homeowners insurance or your property tax, the loan that you also don't own to get the house that you don't own, you, you don't own the land, you don't own the, the physical structure. It, the idea of the illusion of choice and the illusion of freedom that that is yours. It's not, you know, staking four posts around a piece of property that isn't claimed and saying this is fucking mine. It's not yours anymore. It, it yeah, never man. was. This no, whole 2030 thing, you this followed? whole 2030 yes. thing of, uh, you know, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. I think it's funny that they've already done that. And now yes. they're just going to say it out loud in 2030. That's the only difference. And yeah. it ain't shit that you it out loud now. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. They're it's it's the same way it's been. They're acting as if it's something new, you know. Yeah, I think I'm, enlightened homeless people have it right. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. But enlightened homeless people who are just like totally in okay the subways. No, they don't care. But they're That's super happy. They have nothing. They're good. They're some they're of the nicest like, people in the world, too. I'm like, I should be more like you, dude. Where do you live? But they so, sound crazy to us normies. But where's your home? I, I think human beings are very adaptable. And I think we're flexible. And I think that we underestimate ourselves. And I think that's why, because I listen, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have very high hopes for the future. I do think, and I don't know if it's going to be my lifetime. I, I, some, a lot of times I do think, especially the way things are going now. But I do think that there is going to be a dystopic future coming up on us. And we're going to be living in a world that we never could have imagined except for in the movies. And uh, in those moments, I think we yeah. are going to have to be flexible and adaptable. And I think we will be because that's that that's what we are. That's how we got into this point. And yeah, we're comfortable right now. We're soft right now. But I think that we're going to get stronger. We get tougher along the way. And you're going to do what you got to do. For instance, um, how many people out there are happy with the public school system for their children? Uh, the people that listen to this show, probably not a whole lot. I certainly am not. And I'm not going to send my kids. I'm in a position where I, I can uh, homeschool my kids if I have to. I'm not sending my the bottom line. I'm not sending my kids to public school. I'm not doing it. OK, same here, man. So. So if, if we're looking at private schools in, in Knoxville, uh, if 
if we don't like any of them, we can always homeschool. Here's the thing, though. If if my if my government at some point says that's outlawed, you're not allowed to educate your child. You have to send them to a state institution. Listen, I, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather live under a bridge with stupid kids than send yeah. them to a, 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 the brainwashing institution that's going to to harm their brain for a long term. And like. I mean, part of me, like some people are saying like, yeah, but you know, you're a good, you'll be a good dad and, and you'll raise them right and stuff. And I'm just like, yo, man, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of undoing every day that I don't want to have to go through. That's exactly right. what I hear, man, because we've gotten into that same argument. It's odd when you notice how the normal people in your life try to combat all the positive changes you're trying to make. Like, right. you know. I have a four-year-old as well, and we plan on homeschooling. We're in a position where we'll be able to homeschool. Not everybody can, but we got we had endless pushback from that about the socializing aspect. And there's so many great examples out there of how this modern version of socializing is absolute horror for most kids. Even the ones that don't end up with complexes they're aware of, the ones that don't that aren't aware of them. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. everywhere. Narcissism gets handed down like crackers. It's crazy. I can't, it's just the worst. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at all you guys. I'm assuming you're all at least in your 30s. Uh, like, I, I can't imagine growing up. And, I, and I'm sorry if it, it, Jen, if if, uh, if you're like 20 and I, I just dated age. You know, she's oh, actually 29. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, I can't imagine. You know, when we were growing up in high school, like when I when I graduated high school in 2003, there was like uh, I don't know five guys <laughs> in. So all right, same year, 2003. <laughs> There, there, I can't imagine like there was like five guys in school, five people in school that had a cell phone, you know, uh, social media didn't exist like social media, like Facebook came into existence when I was in college. I didn't even get it when I was in college. I got it after I got married. Like, like I didn't deal with the social media and all that stuff. These kids like th this is then we went to school and had to deal with the social anxiety every day for eight hours in school where we had to decide if we're going to raise our hand and say, I still don't understand it and feel stupid, or we're going to keep our hand down and not say anything and just totally get an F because we didn't raise our hand. Those are the things we had to deal with. Our kids, they got to deal with that too. On top of that, though, when they get on the bus and they get home, they're still de dealing with the same social anxieties because it never leaves the palm of their hand. They're always trying to impress everybody. I can't imagine yes. what these kids are going through. And, and so my daughter is 15. I have this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. My daughter is literally living this right now. She was just explaining to me that she went through her Snapchat and she had left 70 snaps on red. Which means she didn't, I didn't even open know them what the for fuck any that of was. the older crowd. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> oh, you did. I was like, "What is on red?" I was, <laughs> I was like, "She left seventy snaps on red," and I said, "Why would you do that? Or, or why do you have seventy people sending you snaps? That's crazy. Are these your friends? Do you know all these people? Are these strangers?" And she's like, "No, they're all my friends." And then you know, there's times she could probably hear me right now, but she's like. Oh, I feel like I have no friends. And I'm like, well, check your 70 unread snaps. I guess. Like, I don't know. But that's that's her like her go to is um, this person snapped about me or they talked about me on their Instagram or they gave me a bad comment. And you're right, Tony, it's 100 percent in their face 24 seven. My anxiety was like in my own head thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to get on the bus. This girl doesn't like me. I don't I don't know, but maybe she doesn't. I'm not sure. And then you get on the bus and you try to have a convert. Like, that was that when I was a kid. But my kiddo, it's in her face 
24 hours a day. She could get some shitty message at 4 a.m. I don't know. I don't have her phone. And she's almost 16, so I'm not going to check it anymore. Like, whatever. Do your like thing. Like, 95 Make all the dumb mistakes I did, but... Almost all of the messages sent between these kids mm-hmm. are utter garbage. It's, yeah. It lacks anything intelligent. It's all, yeah. like... IDK, right? No, but or, okay, you know, so that's fair, but that's what our parents would say about us. So I, yeah, I absolutely. Try, to say, I try, try to take like a, a page from our... At a whole new level now. I'll tell no, you. They, that's what our parents would say too. So you Yeah, have to they would say to that too. It, <laughs> so, for sure. Like, like home is no longer the safe space. Right. Like when we were growing up, like, like I grew, so I grew up in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Then I moved to Hamburg, Pennsylvania in ninth grade. So Kutztown PA was a college town. Uh, but they, like I dealt with a lot of social, uh, problems in Kutztown. I was bullied a lot. I was constantly fighting. I got suspended like 15 times in two years. And like, I never started a fight, but like it just because I was in a fight, I was getting suspended. It was a very bad right. situation. Then I moved to uh, Hamburg where it was a lot better for me. Uh, but the, the anxieties came with me. Both right. places that I dealt with, I'm going to school. I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to be somebody I'm not. I don't know who I am as a, as a, as a kid. I'm trying to figure that out. And I have no time because I'm constantly trying to fit in with everybody. But I always had that time when I got home where it was an escape. And I could sit on the couch watch a basketball game, hang out with my family, relax and know that, Hey, the anxiety comes back in 14 hours, but these kids, like they're, they're, they're dealing with it. They get home and all of a sudden it's out of habit. They're checking their phone. You know, they're on the phone. That's where life is now. And you can't even knock it because that's the way society is set up. Like I make a living with technology like that. that, that, Like, like I can't knock that. I just feel bad for these kids who are growing up and, and like I'm 36 years old. And I'm still trying to learn how to navigate this and keep my sanity. Imagine being a child who doesn't even, they don't know who they are. They think they know, but they're 16, 15, 16 years old. When they're 25, 26 years old, they're going to be a completely different person than they were 10 years before because they're growing, they're developing. And, And imagine going through all that development and dealing with the social anxiety that they're having 24 seven. I feel bad for them. And I, I don't know what it's going to be like 10 years from now when my son's 14 years old and dealing with metaverse, like that's what's coming. The metaverse is coming that people are actually, that's a, that's a great fucking segue. Cause I I wanted to talk about what your thoughts. I mean, I know your, uh, your stance as a Christian and everything. I totally respect it, but I want to know what your thoughts. I don't know if we got into it on the last episode, but about transhumanism. So this leads right into that. So all this constant connection to technology, what you're talking about with the kids coming home and not being disconnected from the fake world, basically. And just then you have the metaverse and you have the Oculus, which I have one. I want it. But, you know, so all this stuff is like culminating. Where do you think that's fucking leading? And Andy, weigh in on this, too, because well, as far as transhumanism goes, we're right at the, the cusp of something crazy, I think. Yeah. Before we move into that really quick, just to comment on something that Tony said is it wasn't just home that was safe space. It was wherever you were at. If you were leaving that, you were safe after that encounter. It didn't matter if it was home, if it was getting in your parents car. There wasn't a connection after you walked away. You can't walk away from anything anymore. There is no walking away. And it used to be something that was admirable. If you got pissed and somebody wanted to start a fight with you and you said, you know what, it's not worth it. And you walked away. That was the end. 
There was no getting texted by that person the second you walked away. You're a piece of shit. You deserve to die. This, that, or and the other. Blown it, up on it, on social media about it. Or getting two, blown two up or getting later. blasted so on a public post. On social media now. It's not even in person. Sometimes the farts, the that's, fight starts over the phone. The farts, Ooh, the fart yeah. That's, like, that's yeah, what I'm the saying. It's like, over the phone, though. It used to that's be. It used to, well, and we've kind of gotten away from the fact that your life was some was anywhere that you anywhere that you were stationed at permanently. It used to be that the people in your home, your home itself, and the things that you did together was your life. Everything else promoted and helped serve that. If you went to work, that was not your life, that was your career. Should you have a career that made you happy? Of fucking course. But it, you you did that to support your life. If you went to school to get knowledge, it was to promote the life that you wanted to create with that knowledge or with that career. And when you left it, you left it. There was no more ties. You could go home, you could reset, whether it be watch a movie with your wife, with your kids, as a kid, with your, your parents, whatever the case it was, interaction was personal. It wasn't impersonal. And now that's all we have is impersonal connections. That was just something when you said, you know, home was a safe space. That was the first thing that resonated with me was that it wasn't just home. It was anywhere that you walked away from. Yeah. That was now the new safe space from what you just left. And you can't do that no more. Yeah. Like even like going back to what I said about the fighting stuff, like so back in the day you get in a fight with somebody like say there's there's say there's 20 kids that's a big crowd 20 kids watching you you duke it out and stuff that 20 kids then go and they tell other people what happened but the other people didn't see it happen and it's word it's just the, the word the, the, the story gets watered down as people pass it on and stuff now you got 20 kids filming it it goes yep. on world star and now all of a sudden you know some some dude in a hut in india is watching you on world star getting your face beat in you know <laughs> like, yep. like there's no escape from it and there there is there's nothing and once it's, it's there it's not going away no it's 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 always going to be there ask jack murphy so i mean <laughs> i don't know if you guys know about that but <laughs> i did I read that headline that. What is that? i don't know what that is what is that I'm not gonna. I I shouldn't have said that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna oh, let it go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> just, I'll just look it up myself. Never look mind. it up yourself. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So should I look it up myself? No, probably not. <laughs> but well, let's uh, go ahead and move into what Joe was talking about after your comment there, Tony. Yeah. Well, what what were we yeah, talking about? Sure. Uh, transhumanism where do you think that's going like from your perspective because we talk about a lot of the same stuff all the time but mm -hmm. it's because it's in our face so but getting somebody else's perspective yeah and from your worldview and your whatever you think about the world where do you think this is going in your view and andy weigh in as well too i mean uh i think it's going the way we're all thinking it's going uh i think that transhumanism is coming it's going to continue to come and it's going to continue to invade into our lives to the point that you can't consider yourself to be a human being i do think that uh meta is the like one one of the i think meta is going to become the bridge between the technology and the human being and I think that I think meta is going to uh, evolve over time. And it's not just meta. I'm still trying to understand it all, but I just use that as the example because everybody's talking about meta right now, the metaverse. But um, I, I think that's the that's the the launching pad. And and you said you had the Oculus. I'm going to be getting one. And, and people are like, no, dude, don't get the Oculus and stuff. And I'm like, but you want to sit here and bitch about the Oculus, but you don't even want to touch it and figure out how to use it like. 
just because just because no, it's fun as fuck I, I, of course it great. is i played a game on it it's awesome but no, if you have the right mindset for it and you know that it's fake and you're like this is cool and then you can take it off and then say okay i'm done for now because I love video important. games, and this is a new level of video game. I'm that's all it's I'm going to so take fun. away from it is that <laughs> it's a game that I can play for a half hour on my day off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exit reality yeah. for a half hour. But Everybody you got to understand. Deserves- you got to understand too, Joe. We were raised when video games were abhorrently fake. Um, first of all, secondly, we great. were also raised when they were coming into the the home ability to create and play video games whether it be the original nintendo the atari any of those the first you know the windows 95 that that ushered in the first wolf and any of those games solitaire was great solitaire was awesome spider solitaire was better in my opinion but all of those things that ended up coming into your living room do you remember during those times how much they 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 <laughs> they blamed doom 64 for why Eric and Dylan shot up Columbine. And now you look back and you're like, God, that looks so fucking fake. Like, but this is the thing is that we were raised in a way where it was disconnected. Parents bitched about the idea. It'll melt your brain, this, that, and the other, you know, it's, you can't distinguish between violence on a screen and violence in real life. But these kids that are now literally getting immersed in VR technology where the movements mimic it, the graphics are absolutely incredible. This is why there's the stereotype of the 40-year-old that lives in his mom's basement playing WoW. Is because that's going to be everybody. That's, that's going to be, be everybody. That's my point, is that people are no... Your real life, this is where they've moved it to. Real life is in front of a screen now. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take it like, back. Like, like, like you're right. Uh, real life is, is becoming virtual. It's going to become virtual yeah, I I truly believe that as early as ten years from now, we could walk through Philadelphia and it will be decibels quieter than what it is today. Because I think we're all going to be. Li- I'm telling you, I think I don't want to say all. We all. I think a lot of people are going to be living in VR. Why is VR the metaverse? Ready player all, one. It's all coming into into a, a re- very real existence in front of our face at the same time as NFTs, the same time as ESGs, the same time as crypto. All this stuff is going to play into this. You're going to go in. You're going to put this headset on and you're going to have a life in the virtual realm that you do not have here. There are going to be people who are going to be lots of people preferring that life. They're going to build careers in that life. They yep. are they, they are already advertising metaverse. Mark Zuckerberg was doing it on his stupid little I'm an alien video thing. <laughs> like like <laughs> he 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 was talking about how they want to they're already working on these gloves you can put on and you can control things in in the metaverse with these gloves, but you can actually shake people's hands. And they even said they're like, isn't this amazing? You can shake each other's hand after so much time of not having human contact with people. Mm. Like, my God. But like they they um, he he was talking about how he envisions this uh, this speeding up your workflow because you're going to put the headset on and you're not going to just see the multiverse, this this metaverse, this VR reality. But you're also going to see the physical reality in front of you. It's going to they're going to merge and they're going to come together. So all of a sudden you go to work at home. And you put on your headset and now you see the computer that was sitting in front of you, but you also see all this other stuff and you're like freaking touching the stuff and moving stuff around. And all of a sudden your workflow, and this is how they're, they're advertising that you're, you're going to be more efficient and, and all that stuff for the employers. They're integrating it right now. Yeah. That reality and VR 
are married together and 10 They're years from now, it's going to be unreal. Think about this. We're, we're in 20. What year is this? 2022. Yeah. In 2012. What kind of technology we have? YouTube was like two years into really actually taking off. Like yeah. things changed yeah. in 10 years. Things changed so much. Like I'm telling you, 10 years from now, this, the, what we're talking about right now is going to be like old school. Like my son's going to learn that. The kids are going to learn that in preschool. It's going to be crazy. Nuts. Well, I think the, the AR thing is is underrated too because that kind of slides under a lot of people's radar where they're talking about reality or VR. VR technology is kind of shit. Like the Oculus is fun, but it, it's very obvious you're not fucking there. Having an AR headset though, where you have like a Google Glass or whatever, and there's little things like a screen you can swipe at or, you know, there's Think about like getting a, that implanted so, in your eyeball. Yeah, it's like whatever. a heads up. That's, 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 that's AR. Wild that is like scrolling on the on the right. And, yeah. well, I didn't know they, what that was. So that's called AR. Yeah, it's Augmented definitely the reality, option yeah. that comes with your headset. Of course, you you know you can have the yeah. the front facing camera to so, interact with shit, but it is two separate technologies. The, well, they're going to merge it with Pokemon Go. The, it, right. all of those games. Well, they, they also do wing out with where your front camera is on. Now they have a Walking Dead app where you know you can walk around like this and kill zombies with what there's is in Doom front of you in well. your world. Yeah, I can do that one. Doom, well. it's fantastic. So, but yeah. here, here's the thing with, <laughs> if if like like uh, Joe said, you know VR is kind of crappy now and stuff. That ain't stopping nobody because nope. uh, no. face, anybody ever go to the Facebook app, Facebook website? It kind of sucks. Like it runs slow. Yeah. You know, like like it kind of sucks. But everybody. It, 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 Here's the key. You get them addicted to it. Get them addicted to the idea of it. And so, like, it's not a matter of quality as much as uh, how much can you get them as a collective to agree well, that this is a place gratification. You make that Huge. post and you're looking, you're clicking refresh to see if that notica- notification popped up. It goes back to what Jen was talking about with the 15 year olds. They don't give a fuck what the content is. They just want that high number of likes. And to mumble rapping. Yeah, enter mumble rapping and and you end up seeing, oh my God, I got however many hits or likes or hearts or fucking whatever. And that is your gratification. So you're sitting That's there with their your social phone credit open. score. Yeah. That's their indoctrinated social credit score, yeah. though. My, yeah. My daughter said to me when she was 10, she did a TikTok. Well, it was called Musical.ly, Musically, mm-hmm. way back in that the day. That was a predecessor. To I remember. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's, it's TikTok, but just whatever. But she did. Um, some weird musically video and she said mom oh my god she was so excited like the joy like on 10, her face right? yeah i think she was nine or ten it was right when we moved here but she was yeah, like i remember that extremely excited because she got a thousand likes and then she said i got a thousand likes in like an hour and i was like uh, who are these people who are liking this video and Bots. what's this video um it was nothing it was just her on her hoverboard just doing some weird shit but she was super excited that the blue checkmark people, like the people who are verified as awesome people in her mind, like they're the, <laughs> the glasses wearing people. like from, <laughs> Free guy. From, uh, yeah. From free guy. Yeah. It was, Oh no, these are verified, like super cool people. Like they, tons of them liked my videos and they even commented and the joy in her voice scared the shit out of me. Cause I was like, Hey, that's so cool. I didn't want to shit on her joy, but I was like, that's, Probably should have. that's awesome. No, why? <laughs> oh. I'm not going to shit on her joy as a person. I was like, that's great. But also, you know that this doesn't define you as a person, right? This isn't, 
This doesn't right. make you what you are. That's really cool that this happened, but it's like a one-time thing. Like enjoy it and then like shove it off into the universe. And yeah, if, have- if you make a follow-up video and it only gets 50 likes, don't take that personally just because your previous video got a thousand. Just, she was just so, it just gave her so much energy and it bothered me. That um, during so this lull, I, I got to get going, guys. Uh, I'm 15 okay. minutes past my curfew for podcasting. Um, oh so <laughs> uh, I will talk to you guys later. Tony, it's good to see you again. Andy, yes, always sir. a pleasure. Love your face. Uh, I Love will face. Talk, talk to all you guys later. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Later. You guys keep, I was gonna... keep, keep raging. Yeah, I was gonna jump in. Did you see that right before he leaves here? He he put up the devil horns. My goodness, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. it. This is one of those Satanist shows. I knew you were tricking me the whole time. We're so occult. Oh my god. I knew it. I'm about to go drink baby's blood, you know. Uh, We have we have colors in our logo. It's definitely satanic. I mean, yo, look look at the logo behind me. It's black and white, one eye's covered. Like you understand oh, how many actually. people ours actually. Like yeah. like people who, who just find me, they're like, clearly this guy is an Illuminatus. I'm like, no, actually quite the opposite. Hi, I'm Tony. You must be new here. Yeah, you know what I say <laughs> to those people? Can't see me. Yeah, they're no, we just give them love Bye. and that's all. I work with retards. That's all I have to say to those people. I, I you just gotta block and move on with your day. We talked about that earlier with Scott, but Andy, you were going to weigh in. I'm sorry. You got cut That's off right. by Ben leaving. That's oh my okay. God. We had to say goodbye to his sexy face. Listen, yes. uh, this there seems to be like a question that I don't know if any anyone smarter than us is asking out there about this whole this merger that we're talking about here because uh, the idea of not having to know anything ever again is a real central point that I always think about with this merging of technology and having the answers right there for us constantly. Uh, Maybe, maybe it's not being talked about a lot. Maybe it is. I'm not sure, but just what do we value as humans and what are philosophers out there talking about when it comes to this, this topic of never having to pursue knowledge and feel the pain of digging through anything. You know, there, there is no need for reading tons of books or, you know, it's going to be all fed to us eventually. It's going to be so instantaneous that we're not going to feel any sort of desire to pursue anything. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it too far. But I don't it, so. to to no, me, it sure. feels like I think it. That will happen to you, though. <laughs> this comedian years ago, uh, Pete Holmes. Uh, I think he actually might be from my area too. But Pete Holmes talked about that. How you know if you didn't know where Jimmy Buffett was from, you just didn't know. It was just something you asked forever. But now it's like, oh, oh, great. And now you know. Greedyville, right? <laughs> yeah, and there was just no work to get there, and I just think that speaks volumes about what this merger could mean. I mean, and why would they want us on a grand scale to have access to so much so, easy information? I I don't know. Uh, constantly, they're constantly keeping us guessing. But go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this merger. And taking it back to transhumanism, again, 
I watched this the the whole the whole thing of of Zucks talking about this and you know the monotone. This is great, guys. You know, it just it was it was unbearable, but I watched it. Um, <laughs> but he's talking about how you can go in the meta. Like first of all, the metaverse is going to be the hangout spot. Okay, so you don't you don't ha- you don't go hang out down at the local pizza shop or you know the kids out in the sticks going to the gas station because there's nothing else to hang out at. Uh, it, it's it, you hang out in the metaverse. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility in there. And when you talk about transhumanism, it's not physical, but it's it's a step towards it. In that video, one of the, the, the one of the friends calls it. Hey, we're meeting up at you know I don't know whatever whatever. Go into the metaverse, and all of a sudden you're there. We're all in a room. They're playing cards. One of the friends was some kind of like robot creature. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's cute. He didn't, he wanted to self-identify as a robot today or something. But the thing is, like, it's about conditioning. And it's not conditioning you. It's not conditioning me. We're mature adults. We know we're human beings. But how many of our children, my kids probably, going to be dabbling in the metaverse when their brains are still gush and they're trying to figure everything else out and and they have the option to be this 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 thing like literally be this thing where you have the you have you can actually touch and feel and yet you're a robot and it, it's and, and I'm not saying that that's oh my god the end of the world what I'm saying is it's a step in the direction of the transhumanistic agenda where eventually they will start replacing us with things that are not human and it goes, it goes, and I'm sorry, and I'll, I'll, oh, it's I'll, okay. I'll get off the box in a second, but it, it, it goes, it, you, and you brought, Joe, you did it yourself. You brought my Christian stuff. Um, it, it goes along the lines with the Genesis 6 and the Nephilim. Okay. The whole point of, of that, the fallen angels having sex with women, it was to defile God's creation. And what's the best thing you can do to defile God's creation? If you can disrupt the actual human essence, you're doing a great job. And that's where I think this whole uh, this whole transhumanism thing comes from. I think it's rooted in that. It's coming back full circle. And I believe that the, the goal with the Nephilim, and I don't care what people think and what they believe and stuff. Uh, I, 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 can, I can point to a lot of things that point to the fact that Nephilim were a real deal. You take, take the Bible away. Take, take that away. The fact that we have the, 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 the records of in this country us finding gigantic skeletons all over the place. There, there seriously is a, a pattern throughout our history of there's these beings that were huge. Now, taking it back, the, the idea, though, is was that we're, they were going to disrupt God's creation. And so there's no human element remaining. That's why the Nephilim weren't human. They were gigantic human beings. They were hybrid creatures. And I think that's what's going on right now. And if they can condition the next generation, they've been doing this for years. They've been doing it for years. They, they always condition the next generation. They, and that's why it's so important for us as the parents to protect our children's minds as much as possible, to not allow these outside influences. The, 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 the teachers unions are not here for you. They're here to work against you. They don't care about you. They don't want you teaching your children. They made that very clear. They want to manipulate the next generation. And it's it's baby steps. They take it to as, as far as they can go. And then once you throw fits, they back off. And then they creep back up. And they keep moving that goalpost. 
And I, and, and I, I really do believe that this is just the next step in the progression. I don't think this is it. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, oh, my God, look, you can you can be a robot in the metaverse. The world is ending. I just think in the, in the mental state, it's the next step in that progression. Andy, I'm going to hop off the box. You come on up, man. Well, you know, you're you're hitting on all cylinders right there because it's like, you know, they prep us with the very subtle idea of it until eventually 110 years from now, five years from now, 2030 around then probably you know it because it comes to fruition in a more physical macro sense of the term but uh it, you know i'm not a christian however uh things are getting pretty biblical and one thing that i always take away from from christianity and even box saga tells this story too it's this this force that wanted to do it away from god and and on its own and the opposite of god and i can do it my it's this it's almost it almost sounds like pure rebellion but it, there's something else to it there because there's always this artificial sense right now as i was saying we're they'll bring this stuff to the macro world we're bringing this satanic idea of making a non-natural state in the world you know that's kind of what it always seemed like to me where the satanic idea was to do it it was to mock god's plan right mock nature mock reality so now not only is our technology doing all the things that we're talking about that it's going to be doing but also they're talking about putting this mrna technology into seeds and plants and things like that so i mean let's take that out to scale like we do with the metaverse thing uh, the whole planet could be transformed. Nature itself could be completely, literally raped away. And to me, God and nature are the same thing and they go together. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It's the rape of the natural world. It always has been, you know, and this is. Uh, but, yeah, I say it's getting biblical because all the metaphors line up perfectly. It's always this force that wants to do it artificially, wants to make it look just like nature or give us that same feeling, but it's always artificial. And it's always off to the side. It's always a sideshow. Uh, everything's going to be having some kind of technology in it. What you just said, man, it, it that's, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's true. You can look up the articles. They're like, can oh, you yeah. believe we might be able to do this? Isn't this it's great? great? It's amazing. So immediately know? I'm thinking seed war immediately. I'm thinking, Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden Multiple you got seed dealers. You got the good, good, like the original, the, the OG seeds. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want the good stuff, you know. Uh, and then you can meet us around back. We got that original human seed without any yeah. of that mRNA in that too. Right. <laughs> yeah, no cloning involved in this one, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing with the cloning. Like, I mean, I was, so I have uh, people who listen to my show, episode 122, Legendary. We had a guy on, military guy, talking about what he did. Um and I'm still in contact with him. He was he was trained by the military to to really be a tech kind of guy. And he still is in that field just in another country. And when I need him to do something for me, he looks things up for me and he finds people that I need found all that stuff. It's great. It's great contact. Uh, that said, he has sent me information just so I'm aware. He has sent me websites where they're advertising human cloning. And I'm just like, wow. well, what do I do with this? You know, and, and, and 
because like my first reaction was like oh i'm gonna share this on instagram let's go and i was like hold on a second i may not want to do that because that might that might draw some unwanted attention the last thing you ever share on instagram right all of a sudden there's like five of me in here and like guess which one's me you know like i don't know what's gonna happen so i kind of let that one slide i still got the website but uh it's just one of those things where like the cloning is a real aspect it, like all the stuff that we've we've heard about growing up, all the stuff that we've talked about, we fantasize about that's com- that that we've seen in sci-fi movies and stuff that's coming. That's it. it they, they 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 planted those things uh, in the in these movies and these stories for reasons. Black Mirror was a big one. Black Mirror was huge. Like the very first episode was talking about the social credit system, and everybody oh, was yeah. like, "There was no dive." That's like the one that. Yep. Which one? Nosedive. That's the name of the episode. Oh, really? That's the name of it. Dive. Yep. I I it made uh, my daughter watch it like a year ago because I was like, "Hey, do you want to do all this shit? This is how your life's going to go if you take all of this stuff and correlate it into your life. Like it's the most important thing." And she was like, "Oh, that was weird. I don't think she got it in the end." And she also yeah. thought it was funny that they say "fuck you" at the end to each other. And I was like, "Okay, you're not getting it." But <laughs> you should never watch you're it again. Just- there was there i noticed there was a split of people when that came out i don't know it was what five six years ago seven years ago that came out uh like when probably not that long ago anyways when when that came out there was like these people that were like that's terrifying i could see that happening and that was the point of the show to to present stories that in a, in a realistic way that was like wow i could see that happening but there were there other half of people who were just like that's ridiculous that could never happen you know it, there, it was like what those were bots commenting on that for sure (laughs) (laughs) those those robots or those 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 russian bots i think hillary no they were like like i feel like everything that we see is just planned for us to see i know it sounds like i'm a crazy person but everything i feel like there's an outline we were just talking about this on a show there's an outline that they have and they're like boom 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 okay three bullet points we're gonna hit this 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 and then they take notes on the first one they're like all right we did this this happened all right second bullet point we'll approach it this way because they're taking notes on how the first yeah it's a playbook the first yeah exactly the first thing worked out but they're just playing us like and we play into it um i feel like we're not necessarily playing into it sometimes we do sometimes we don't but just even buying an Oculus or getting into that kind of stuff, like we should be more looking inside of ourselves and going to nature. I know that sounds really hippy dippy, but well, I think that is out, definitely Jen. what we should be doing. What about this angle? The fact that whatever is an extension out of us, I mean, I don't know. I, I play with this a lot where what isn't nature? Like, are we really um, able we... to say what we produce is not nature? It, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, what? why is it set up that way that in our philosophy, something we can produce is not nature? When, when you can take a step back on multiple disciplines, physics, chemistry, biology, all these different facets of science, we can look at reality as more than just this cup versus the hand that's holding it. I mean, reality is a lot wavier than that, a lot weirder than that, a lot 
possibly more holographic on a physical level than that. Material itself isn't exactly material in the way we've traditionally thought of it. And that's, exactly that's not, that's not saying, scientism. Though. That's not scientism. That's science. And that's us. I'm wondering how much of this technology that's coming forth isn't part of the natural progression of things. And maybe I'm, I, and I'm playing devil's advocate there because I don't like it a lot. I of just it, don't think honest. anything around us is, is real. And I think, I think there is a God. <laughs> I've actually thought this very recently. I've like found like, there's like a God higher spirit. Like there's definitely something there. I can tell there sure. is, there is a Absolutely. higher spirit <laughs> and you can like shoo away the dark spirits that come around you really easily. Like you can feel it when it happens. And if you want to look at the media or the Oculus or whatever we have to deal with, whether someone cuts you off in traffic or you stub your toe and you like get pissed about it, they want all of that angry shit. And if you give it out there, they'll take it. I you totally agree. Not do that shit. And then it and then also just go inside yourself, love yourself to the fullest, and then you'll just bring positivity to everyone around you. Like your family, your friends, whoever, whatever you want to do. I don't care if you live by yourself or you live with a ton of people. It doesn't matter. Or you shit in a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'll tell you, uh, Jen, you got to be careful because I don't need you teaching people how to shoo away evil spirits. You're going to put me out of business. <laughs> oh, you can't so easily. You can just go. Poop no, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. don't listen to her. <laughs> it makes you feel tingly. It's amazing. Sorry. Just saying. But that's where I was going to where like, I think we've kind of, you know, talked about this a little bit, how the technology has intent behind it one way or the other. And it's either our intent or it's their intent, hypothetically. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, no, right. we can use the Oculus. We can use whatever's thrown at us. Maybe eventually we take these guys out and we, the metaverse is a waste of time. So we don't even have to utilize that. But like, I don't know. I just feel like every step of the way from simple machines all the way up until now, it's, it really comes down to intent. You know, it's like Star Wars with the force, right? I mean, it would be a pretty boring movie if they were like, Ooh, the bad guys are using the force. So what we're if, just going to go hide what if this reality. What if, what if this world we live in becomes so useless because you, you, because, uh, you what did you just say about the metaverse? You said it was, it was a waste of time. <laughs> I just was making fun <laughs> of it. Because no, I, I know, but yeah. my, my brain went. So, so what, what if we, we, we transition society and it's transitioning. It's, it's now happening. It's coming. We transition so much into the metaverse or whatever that is, that this world around us becomes so useless that, you know, like, like the matrix, we're in pods, you know, like we're hooked mm -hmm. up. Right. Uh, and it becomes so useless that wars are fought in the metaverse and it doesn't matter about our physical bodies and our physical beings. It's ma it matters where the, the real estate is, where the value is in the metaverse and wars are in the metaverse and people's minds are being hacked in the metaverse where they glitch in this reality and they just die. Like, like it's <sighs> like, 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 I mean, because I mean, what we're going towards is you're going to put on the Oculus. You're going to be walking down the metaverse street, you know, going to hang out with your friends. You walk by the confessionals windows, uh, window shopping, you know, like we have a store in the metaverse where you can buy hoodies and stuff for your avatar. Like I'm already looking into NFT stuff that I can do for that. Like I'm trying to capitalize. I'm a capitalist, guys. Entrepreneur. Um, I want a giant hoodie that just says NPC. 
NPC. I just want a giant hoodie He's that so has funny. your fucking head on it. I just want your smooth ass head on my on my hoodie. <laughs> I'll just be the, the, the top part. <laughs> but, um, like like you're just walking down the street and stuff. You're going and hang to hang out with people and like like. Well, I forget where I was going with that, but the reality is, like, it's just it's gonna get so real. It's gonna get so real that this reality just becomes useless. And like, like, I, like, imagine when it, when we finally are kind of tipping over into that state where it's like this world really is becoming useless, like becoming not totally useless, but very much like totally different, right? Like, imagine unplugging and just walking around in this world when everybody else is just zoned out, and you're just like, yo. Like, like, That's all of a sudden, like, like, you could start unplugging people. It'd be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 I'm going to be getting on Google, like, where's Hillary's house at? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost went there. I was going to oh go God. there. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's a checklist of people we need to unplug. <laughs> I mean, so that means we're, we're, we're going to, like you said, we're going to fracture because I mean, I don't know if you guys have played Cyberpunk 2077, which is I've loaded with predictive programming. And the preview is literally welcome to our dark future. It's like, <laughs> great, awesome. But there's these mega cities where people live and work at the same time. There's, and it's all poverty, those that live and work in these mega cities. But then outside is, mad max kind of you know it's the people that are you know it's not necessarily the metaverse it's still very physical in the game but ar is a part of everything everybody's chipped and all that so there's no need for the vr but outside of that is disconnection and so it's thriving communities it's just not part of the big ridiculous thing and i don't know i mean do they really need all of us are we gonna be allowed to go away and just live away from as long as we're not picketing in the streets will they just let us go live our natural lives or do they no. really need every one of us for this whatever well, agenda that we don't really even understand no we're the, that energy that we put off is it's like battery energy. They want but the negative energy. They want it. Wouldn't you think that the people that are running this show, these people that love automation would want to just not have to deal with these kind of batteries anymore at some point? The ones that maybe? organically reproduce and all that. That's just, yeah, that's Maybe we live in the country of the universe, you know? Maybe we're like <laughs> the fucking Montana of the fucking universe. And they're like, I love my human batteries, okay? They're the only ones that work for me. I'm never going to go away from them. I make them work for me. Right, so dwindled us down to the worst creatures <laughs> in the universe. But hey, we can be better, everyone. Right? <laughs> I, I I just I think that it's um the 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 opportunity the the um I think it's all endless. I I think it, it can go so deep and just just start gathering the. The, the imagery, the feelings you've had when you watch these dystopian type movies and start rolling it out into reality in your mind. Just start thinking because like think think about the things that you saw in the movies and start trying to think, how can we get there from here? And that, that's why, like, I'm such a downer for people, because like, when, like I just like I really like I, I don't think there's any hope. I don't I don't think there's like I'm like people are like what you know, like I forget who it was. He irritated me recently. I, I won't say his name, anyways. but like like he. <laughs> He uh, he said something to me. Uh, he's like, um, he's like, well, what's the point then? Like, he's, he's like, he's like, you know, are you say, you're just not going to fight? I'm like, there's a difference between not fighting and knowing you're going to lose. Like when I was growing <laughs> up, 
I got in fights a lot, right? I got beat up a lot. I didn't not fight. Even though I knew I was going to lose the fight, I fought back, you know? And that, and that's the kind of attitude that I have right now. Like, I literally think we are doomed, but I'm going to try to stop it, even though I don't think I'm going to stop it. Because I, I, I think that th- this, this whole thing is going to transition uh, human beings and humanity into the level that we could only imagine uh, in our in our deepest, darkest nightmares and what the sickest satanic Hollywood producers could produce for us in movies. I think that's where we're going. It's it, it's just Tony, yeah. though, you're you believe in God, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounded like wishy washy. Like you're super like you believe in God, right? Like yeah. you're there. Yes. Okay. There is <laughs> There is something there, though, like there is a higher power. And if you ground yourself to that, like you will go there when you die. So if these satanic, crazy people kill you, like you're going there. Yeah. I can feel that like that's happening. So it's not scary. So you can just be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not scared. I like that. Jen, I was made for this. Like, I love this stuff. <laughs> like, like, I'm not scared. Like, I wake it up every day. I'm like, let's go. Really it's the end of the world. But everyone can do this. If everyone on Earth was just like oh, you know what? I actually don't give a shit because I'm, and you don't have to do anything like religious or crazy. You just have to like ground yourself and like love yourself and be there and you'll just go there too. And then they won't have anything to take. I don't know. No, that's that's true. I mean, well. Again, we have to physically disassociate. We have to be those outliers, man. Because like you said, it's going to transition like that. On a physical level, I want to feel what Jen's talking about because this physical life is important, you know, and, and I feel like no, we're going to lose. No, that's the transhumanist. That's the transhumanist. They want to no, take I'm your body about- away. No, I want to go like, there's something else that's like, more. there is what I'm saying is there's a, there's a difference between it takes this to have like there one, I don't know. I, I really like we alchemy, all have this. and this You're is an alchemical process for a part of. The same as what we could actually feel on the other side. They're trying to mimic it so See, that transhumanism Andy loves that shit. is the Mimicry. same thing yeah, but... as what we could actually be feeling. So they're like, ooh, you could have this instead of going inside yourself and loving yourself and doing this amazing like transformation where you vibrate higher. They're like, oh, this is the same. You'll love it. They've been conditioning us to do that for a long time. I, we have to protect our children from that. I do That's- agree. I completely agree with what you're saying, but I also believe that there's a facet of this transhumanism that is the new age movement that takes all these ancient sacred beliefs that are built into the perennial philosophies across the world and pervert the shit out of them and take them take us away from this experience we're having here fully in our heads our hearts our bodies all of it because the body's the temple the body's part of this experience this physical life is the manifestation of that spiritual thought to me so what part what part of transhumanism does what part of this new age culture does is try to tell us about these uh, this non-physical aspect and we they focus on the part of quantum physics that says physical reality is gravy like i was saying earlier but that doesn't make it any less real but that's what they want to they want you to take away that there is nothing to this physical body of yours it means nothing give it away like we can ex like it may sound crazy right now because it's just the metaverse that looks like sega genesis but 
take it way further. And though, you know, suddenly it is a soul trap because you're not allowed to naturally die anymore. You're Sega kept, Genesis right? becomes PS5. <laughs> exactly, yeah, man. What does everyone wanted to know when you die? They want to know what happens when I die. What happens when I die? They're trying. We're always reaching for that other place. We're always whether it's the church that's controlled by the elites or it's science controlled by the elites. The idea is somewhere else. Put your focus somewhere else, but this world, this life, this experience. And I, I don't not believe in God. I don't not believe in uh, more experience beyond this necessarily. But I, I do see a lot of focus over thousands of years doesn't matter what they try to use it's always to take away from your power here in this Great. life we yeah. should focus on ourselves that's like all sure. that's all i yeah. was saying we should focus not on ourselves and be selfish but no. just on loving ourselves and being grateful for the life we have and being grateful for everything we have around us and loving everyone around us and focusing on the important things in life and not focusing on little things in life, like, I don't know, dumb shit that happens, like ignore that shit. It doesn't matter. It's there to distract you right. like the Kardashians or some dumb things you see on TV or your annoying neighbor. I don't, I don't fucking know what it is. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Just ignore all that shit and focus on everything you love and everything that makes you happy and doing the right good things. And that will get you to the place you need to be so that when anything bad happens, you can know that it will be okay because you'll feel connected to all of what is positive and good. And I do believe that is connected to God. I do. It's like God, there's spiritual, like I, this spiritual weird side. And then I have this God thing. Like, I don't know. That's my weird thing. But I think, I think it, it is all connected, but I do think that God plays a big role in that. And that's kind of a recent um, revelation of mine. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Well, you guys want to wrap up here? We're at almost two hours. We're uh, going oh, going sorry. hard in the paint. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, hell there. yeah. Dude, Tony, thanks for coming on again. Uh, Andy, always a pleasure. We love your face. You know, because I have a boner. Because I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But let us know uh, where you guys, I mean, we did it at the beginning, but, you know, it's kind of a custom thing at the end. Where's your home? Where are you? Where can we find you? You don't have to tell us that specific information. Are you in Oregon? <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> you got smart and you left, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll go. Uh, you know, the Confessionals podcast is the main gig. Uh, Hammer Lane Legends is a show that I do with my dad. And um, what else? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess that, that that's about it right now. Heading to Knoxville, about to do some crazy huge stuff where uh legit bat podcast is going to be probably moving to knoxville just because oh yeah no that's awesome, awesome dude good for I, you I, i'm so I'm, happy for you and i wish you all the best that's no amazing. you wish yourself the best like i'm telling you like i'm about to do something that it's going to it like knoxville is about to go from a college town to a college podcaster town uh and like like we're all going i'm telling you we're about to do something crazy it's gonna go yeah, we're gonna meet you in real life. I'm gonna rub your sexy head <laughs> in real life. And your bullshit is great, and whoever shits on it is crazy because it looks fantastic. Oh, the logo. <laughs> oh, on the logo and on your face. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, 
<laughs> okay. Hey, Andy, you got a show or something? Let's take the tension off me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's called Tony'sHead.com. It's a new website I'm starting. Uh, Joe is already a premium member. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> No, you can find me at the Deep Share podcast on Instagram or the Deep Share on Twitter. I'm on YouTube and Odyssey. Uh, I got my other show with Emmanuel Kingman, Worship in the Storm, every other Friday night, nine o'clock Eastern time on YouTube. Uh, we talk all kinds of worshiping and in, inside of all kinds of storms and stuff like that. And then uh, okay. Roots of Creation for all your ancient, weird box saga stuff. And uh, yeah, I'll be starting a premium channel, I believe, next month. And I'll be having um, my show, The Witness, on there, which deals with paranormal and spiritual and psychedelic experiences. And then my wife and I are also starting a premium show all about healing. And yeah, so we're gonna, I'm going to see how I can juggle all these things. <laughs> all right, and well, I still have to make our intro. There's that too. No, what you that is actually happening right now. I actually have all those fun video files that you sent to me dropped into a video uh, project right now. So. Thank you so much, Andy. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I, I only have two podcasts, so, you know. It, I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of us has to have to do multiple shows in order to make a living, okay, Tony? <laughs> I wish that was happening. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm thinking about starting a um one, I was just talking to my brother about starting a, an NBA basketball podcast where we interview former NBA players that uh, weren't like superstars or anything. They kind of had to really actually work their way into the league and kind of hear their story. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I have some NBA connections. I think I could got to get the ball rolling and see if it actually takes off. Uh, and then I've, I've also thought about throwing my hat in the, uh, the Joe Rogan type sphere and just having a Tony show where we, I just sit and I talk to interesting people um, in person. That's part of the thing. I'm, I'm all right. Well, I'll just tell you guys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm seriously. I, I might be. The ball's going to start rolling probably in about two weeks from. Well, start maybe even this week. I'll know in about three months from now if it's really going my way, and if it is going my way, probably about a year to two years from now. Um, I'm talking about like we're going to have a commercial building, multiple studios, uh, video shooting studios, everything. And everybody who rides with me is welcome to come and, and be part of the culture shift because I, I want to build a culture uh, of, of what we do. I want I want everybody like like you guys know me. I don't care if you agree with me or not. I don't I don't need you guys to agree with me. I don't need to agree with you guys. But if you're if you guys are, are part of this, this wave of of content creation and trying to hold on to tony's head.com uh trying to hold on to <laughs> that's funny i just saw it i don't know how long it's been up but <laughs> trying to hold on to uh you know the the humanity you know like we're, we're gonna do a bunch of stuff we're, we're, we're just creating culture the nba bot podcast like i i can't stand these nba woke players i can't stand lebron james but i love the sport so let's just let, let's just create culture around things whether we like certain things or not and just you know what i'm saying like like i don't want to be boxed in to well i don't like lebron james he's a globalist so i'm not gonna watch the nba you know th things like that uh i, I want i want to kind of not even create culture i kind of want to take back culture yes you know? yeah so, don't let dude, them take i'm it vibing with you. this yeah this awesome. like, like, like i just like, like we will see how things go but it, it it's it's very 
how do I say this without it sounding bad and selfish almost? It's very important that I continue to grow so that I can pull people with me. It, yeah. It, like, because it's not bad at all. Like, I, I don't, I don't want it to sound like me trying to be like, everybody just come and give me downloads. It's just, it's, it's, it's very important that I continue to create good content that people want to listen to so that I continue to grow because the more I grow, the more I'm going to be able to pull people with me. And that's what I'm about. Like, I, like, like th this, this podcast industry has two sides to it. One is people like us where we kind of just hang and chill. We're cool with each other. There's no envy. We just want to rock with each other. And there's others that are envious and they don't want to share their audience. And they're just like, oh, I don't want you taking my people and listening to me. All that stuff is nonsense because if, if, if somebody takes your audience, it's because you sucked. So be better. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just facts. And, 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 and here's the thing. So I, I just, I want to, I find myself in a position where I'm not Sam Tripley, but I'm also, I'm not, I'm not a, my closet type podcast, you know, like, like I, I, I have an audience and I want to utilize what I have to be able to pull other people with me, not just the audience, but the other podcasters too. And I just have this vision in my head that, cause I'm going to Knoxville for several reasons. One, Smoky Mountains are there, Bigfoot, love it. But uh, also no state income taxes, property taxes are very low. My lender has, I think he said 15 acres. Uh, his house was built, I think in 2017, 21 or, or 3,100 square feet. He pays $1,500 a month or a year in property oh, taxes. Are you wow. serious? Yeah. And, and so like, like property taxes are low there. It's cheaper to live there. There's no state income taxes. Like it's a really good spot to go to. Knoxville is starting to really get built up. It's becoming more industrialized because of everybody moving there. Now is a good time to go to an area like that on the outside. I don't want to be part of Knoxville because the, the, the cities are the ones that go tr tyrannical first, but like just okay. on the outside, we're going to build something. I, that's what I want to do. So I, I, I'm trying to paint a vision and, and a, an image for everybody right now. I just want people to understand that like, I, I really, I really want to take what I've been given the last five years and run with it and make it bigger so that I can take everybody with me. People who listen to your shows, like everybody, like, I just want the option to be there for people. I was talking to Sam about it today and stuff just a little bit. Like I'm dead serious about this. I, I if, if, if there are certain things that need to fall a certain way and if it happens, I'm going to go to the stars and I'm taking everybody that's cool with me with me. That's straight up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's like literally what I've been like hoping for for so long. I see people like you and 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 taking the initiative. It's the greatest part of this because we're just building communities here and we have to take it back because either we do what I say and we just disappear off the face of the earth or we literally just remove culture from them and take it back. Yeah. I think about comedy the same way. You can't scroll through any of these streaming services and find new comedies it's so rare when they're not woke as hell and just mm -hmm. awful yeah. awful writing and all of hollywood is collapsing and i love movies man so sky's the limit right do movies yeah. too tv yeah. sketch comedy I mean, like I'm, ta I'm talking about video studios like so i have a doc right, there's something i can plug uh i have a documentary coming out in a, in a few weeks i don't know when i don't have a date yet but we went into kentucky to hunt the dog man uh, it's called it, it, it. I don't even know what we're calling it. It's it. I I'm the face of the of the of the thing, but I have video guys doing it all. But I, I have a guy who shot the video. He used to work for Glenn Beck shooting video. I had another guy who's who's putting it all together, the story of it, everything. He's done stuff with Discovery Channel. I have two guys in my back pocket right now that are rocking with me. Like they did this first thing. I mean, I paid for the trip for everybody and stuff, but like they they for free. They traveled there, all that stuff. They're riding with me and like. 
I want to take what I have as a core here and expand. I want to make documentaries. I want to make short films and like all this stuff, stuff that I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be in it. Like I know nothing about it. I want to have people who know what they're doing. That's their, that's their passion and let's do this. And like, so we, we, we get like just a commercial facility and we deck it out. We, we have different studios and, and like you get like, that's what I'm saying. Like you, re- you remember watching Rogan when he was in LA and it seems like just people would just pop in. Like all of a sudden he has this comedian on it's cause they all live together and stuff. That's what we're talking about. Let's freaking yeah. do it in Knoxville. Hell yeah. That's how documentaries should be. It shouldn't be the person who's making the documentary in it showcasing themselves. It should be someone interviewing people with information. That's what yeah. they are. Yeah, I, I, I just want to have fun. We, we get one shot at, That's well, awesome. depending on if you That's believe not it. not how they are now. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we live. That's um, a different show, Tony. We live by Mount down. Shasta. So if you ever want to hunt Bigfoot up here, you can totally come hang out. We, we are going to Washington State uh, this year, probably. I don't think I was oh, supposed hell to say yeah. that. Let us know. We can hang out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, planning on, we're planning on at least like hopefully three three more documentary trips this year um and uh you know we're just taking baby steps but eventually i just want this to be a full-blown thing uh and and i would like to be able to eventually hire a producer full-time where i can just do my recording here and go you know without having to babysit and stuff and like it's just there's just so many stuff i want to do like and and build and it just have a facility for for everybody you know um i just think it'd be really cool that'd be really cool oh yeah all right, I'm dude, done. Well, okay, no, you're, no you're fine, fine. dude. That dude, awesome. Andy, thanks for coming on. Tony, Thank again, you. thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, you guys. You guys are great. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat, everybody on audio. We will uh, see you guys soon. Thanks. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.